0: Welcome to the GFT podcast, Your Immutable Future. Today, uh, we're going to focus on DAML um, engineering. So, we're going to be talking about that today. And we have a group of DAML experts um, from GFT. And we're also uh, joined by one of the uh, DAMO language experts um, from Digital Assets. Um, so, we have Bernard Elsner here from Digital Assets, Liam Ashenhurst from GFT UK. Uh, Leonel Gayad from uh, GFT Brazil, Piotr Ostrowski from GFT Poland, and David uh, Belinchon from GFT Spain. And I suppose what we're going to be speaking about today is more about the um, how, as a developer, you can use Daml to be able to improve your multi-party workflows and why it really benefits. What's what's the benefit for for developers and for the companies that they work for? Um, so thank you everybody for joining. Um, I suppose a really general question maybe to get started and maybe this one's for you bernard well first of all welcome to the show but i suppose that the big question is uh what are the main benefits of daml for a for a developer what's you know what does a developer gain to benefit from using daml rather than any other smart contract language
1: yeah thanks david it's a real pleasure to be here well, first and foremost, I mean, the the, the benefit of Dammel uh, is uh, that it allows developers to solve a problem that was really difficult to solve before. And that is, you described it as multi-party workflows, I would call it building applications that span boundaries, be they organizational boundaries, regulatory, legal, or some such. These sorts of boundaries are really all around us, within single organizations, for example, between legal entities of a bank, and of course, between entities. A really good example to keep in mind for such things uh, is is healthcare, where you have hospitals, insurers, and banks all involved in an insurance claim, so really being part of the same system, um, but of course, keeping the IT systems very separate. Now, as developers, we don't usually Solve this problem at all, but rather work around it solutions are either centralized with complex access controls and data segregation. Or they're built as message based systems with data replicated every, at every participants and in the latter case, these systems usually need to be reconciled continuously using quite expensive processes. Now, Dammel, in contrast, enables you to develop against a virtual shared system of record for such applications. And that system has really strong privacy and integrity guarantees that allow applications like like the healthcare use case. And this ultimately provides a single source of truth for such applications without the need for a central data repository. Now, the idea of such distributed ledgers for applications is young, but... By now, there are quite quite a few really compelling technologies that can provide the infrastructure for distributed ledgers, even in in an enterprise context. But all of them are programmed using quite low-level models. And that comes with associated problems. They are usually quite difficult to use and error-prone. And they lock you into the specific infrastructure that you're using. And there, DAML is unique and that it provides a purpose-made and high-level development experience for enterprise applications that run on such systems. With DAMLs, you no longer program the ledger infrastructures on the wire, but you build portable applications that are deployable to both databases and a whole range of these distributed ledger platforms without any change. And I personally always think of the step from the sort of the native development experience to DAML, like moving from developing in C which I think we can all agree is a great tool for developing sort of machines at a low level, to developing in a framework like for example, Java Spring, which is of course designed and good at building complex and high level applications. And in that spirit, sort of Dammel like like such a framework, it supports the developer throughout the development lifecycle with a whole set of quite powerful developer tools. It aims to hide the complexity and the the ledger infrastructure concerns by providing sort of the right abstractions for the task at hand, which is really building high level applications. It offers application and extensionality and upgrading. So you can really develop your, your application in a modern fashion using sort of agile, iterative development cycles. And very importantly, it really includes a, Flexible and portable, full stack of components that allow you to integrate your application in your context, into your into your enterprise. In other words, within this space of solutions for the sort of multi-party workflows or cross-boundary applications that I discussed, dummel's unique benefit to the developer is that it allows you to focus on and solve business problems with minimal friction or overhead and then deploy the resulting solutions to whatever system makes most sense.
0: Okay thank you. Thank you for that. That's very uh, comprehensive answer and uh, a very interesting take on uh, on why you would choose damo uh, against other uh, similar uh, smart contract languages or even um, uh, other domain specific programming languages. Uh, that's really really interesting. So one of the uh, one of the things that Obviously, Damol is quite is quite good at is in terms of client uh, integration. So, Liv, I know that we've worked on in, in client work um, alongside myself. And what would what was your take on on um, Damol's success within clients? Is it around integration? Is it around prototyping? Is it around portability or another another area?
2: Thanks, David. So, I personally say it's around the innovation. So a common aspect that we've been finding with these problems that we've had, solved with DAML is that DAML was by no means the only solution to the problem. They could each be resolved with what some would call more conventional technologies. The issue being that these conventional technologies tend to minimize the disruption to existing business processes, as uh, Bernhard mentioned, sometimes to the extent of even becoming a simple lift and shift. With DAML, however, we've been able to give our clients the opportunity to evaluate their underlying business paradigms and assumptions. And where necessary, we've worked with them to create new paradigms to make the best use of what modern technology offers them. In this fashion, we've been able to create DAML-based solutions that solve problems in the right way, the most secure way and the most efficient way, and our clients can see that. In particular, we had a client a little while back that was looking to retire a major banking system. And while they were definitely interested in our cloud computing, our microservices, our data streaming offerings, what actually got them excited was the idea of redefining their business processes through DAML and the opportunities that that would provide. All of that being said, though, I am very fond of the rap- rapid prototyping you mentioned. It's been great to talk through these ideas with clients and then present them tangible examples very shortly afterwards. Okay, thank you.
0: Uh, maybe a question for you, David. I know that previous to working with Damo, um you hadn't had any experience with uh, functional languages like Haskell or any other similar uh, languages. Um, it'd be more from a kind of like um, object-oriented or scripting background, was it difficult to leap to a functional based language? And what tips would you give for people making the change to this kind of smart uh, contract languages like Damwell or Plutus, for example?
3: Yeah, thanks David. And uh, no, it don't it was not very difficult. I remember I remember my first experience with Daml. It was in a training with people from digital assets three years ago or four. <laughs> but they considered it uh, an easy language to <clears throat> understand and could be used in many types of projects. Obviously, you have to work hard for a while to be able to understand everything. But the learning curve is good. <laughs> And the tips, first of all, read all the documentation to understand all the concepts. This will help us to structure a DAML project in the most efficient and safe way. Then, as in all programming language, you have to practice a lot. In the DAML SDK, we have a sandbox that we can use a local for all our tests. And this will help us for get more familiar with the language. And finally, I think always test the code. Dammel has the, the scenarios that will help us to test our code in a very easy way. I believe with this and um, a little effort, everyone can learn Daml.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, fa- in fact, I think when, when we were doing our initial training, you know, uh, the, uh, as you said, like the, the, the best, you know, the recommended way of doing this is obviously like a TDD kind of test first approach and that's a great way to learn. So I think you're spot on uh, saying that uh, you should understand the code, don't, be, don't you know, don't don't be frightened to experiment and do new things, but also make sure you're testing well and you're te- you're having that test first approach. Uh, that's that's excellent. Thank you. So uh, Lionel, uh, maybe one for you out of the daml tool set, so daml triggers scripts, testing scenarios. What would you say you use most and and why?
4: Yeah, so uh, we fe- we felt that as developers in the demo projects that we worked on, we had to keep switching roles between the role of the, the, the demo developer writing demo scripts, uh, defining the business logic in demo scripts, and we had to switch to, to the other roles often, which was the, the role of the developer writing a, a Java or a Python application that would interact with the ledger. Right. So in that case, I would say that we used a lot, uh, of course, the demo scripting, the demo IDE. Uh, we also used a lot of the, the unit testing because we wanted to follow the TDD approach, just like David tells us, right? And uh, that you, you yourself tells us uh, as well, right? In the day-to-day of the development, uh, I the, the, the CLI is your best friend, is the tool that you interact with several times per hour per, day, per per day. I would say I would give a, a, an interesting example. We didn't use triggers as much, right? We had an example where we had we we wanted to copy the state of the ledger uh, into a uh, into a database for faster querying. So whenever we wanted to know the state of the ledger, we had a copy somewhere else. We we didn't want to go to the to the ledger to, for example, to list all the existing contracts. We wanted to keep a faster cache of it. right? And triggers are the textbook counterexample for that. So the first time we went into, into the documentation looker for, for triggers, no, that's not the way to do it. So it, it was better to do that with the with the bindings between the language the, and the ledger. In that case we were using Java and we went with the Java bindings with gRPC. But that uh, I would say that this uh, this summarizes pretty much our experience switching the whole, the roles of the the application developer and the demo developer.
0: Okay. Thank thank you. I mean, I can say from my from my side of my experience that things have really evolved in in the right direction so all of the you know triggers and scripts and uh, have really really helped prove um efficiency and and also things like uh, small things like um like the ID, like the linting on the ID to be able to give you some some kind of suggestions around your code as well is, is great. Um so there's been some great evolution I think in in, in the whole tool set, which is really, really good. Piotr, what would you say has been the most complex part of working with DAML and what's been your your biggest achievement, would you say?
5: Mm, yeah Uh, first of all hello everybody Uh, so at first I wanted to say that uh, the most difficult part of working with download would be to you know uh, it on some production already ledgers but since we do have uh, support from DA right now on this matter and we have project double I think that's out of the way Uh, so for now From my experience, the hardest part of working with Daml would be the nature of the solution itself. And what I mean by that is uh, because it's still an emerging technology, it is constantly evolving. And although this process of improvements is is really great, uh, it poses a challenge to developers if they want to stay up to date. Mm. So don't get me wrong, it's a great solution and a great learning experience that you should definitely go with but uh, one must be aware of all of that when making technology choices and uh, if you do make that decision to, to go with Daml, uh, i think you'll have a top-notch support as well as you know you notice the product is really evolving and reacting to, to all the needs of people using it uh, but yeah uh, so so probably the, the the actual nature of the solution itself mm. and the the achievements in the matter of DAML. Uh, so I would say that uh, as some of you probably know, in the past year, I've been working on a bond issuance platform. And using DAML, we were able to actually deliver this platform, the working solution that started from scratch in just a couple months. Uh, and from that couple months, majority of works was just integration with external systems, front-end work and et cetera. So this is a real speed up when it comes to creating such complex solutions because there's a whole bunch of things that just come out of the box and you don't need to take care of that. And uh, I wanted to add that for me, being able to just sit with a customer, talk about the requirements and the prototype as we go, uh, basically a working solution with you know all the transaction lineage, security, party separation, so on. Uh, is it's just you know from it Adam adjusting as we go, is is just an extraordinary thing, and a huge improvement to the way you work on the design with clients, and probably that's one of the main reasons I would I'd would highly recommend this solution to others. Thank thank you for that, Piotr.
0: But as, uh, having listened to the feedback from the GFT team, is there anything else you'd like to add? And uh, also, how how can developers get more involved in Daml? Where do they need to go? What do they need to do?
1: yeah sure uh so first let me start with the feedback part um and and thank you for for being so frank about uh about what you like and don't like with Daml. i'll start with a positive there um both both liam and and Piotr mentioned sort of the, the the speed of development um how how quick it is to do rapid prototyping sort of solve, solve innovate with Daml, uh, solving things the right way or it, on the example of bond issuance really getting something out in a, in a matter of one or two months. And this is really sort of part part of what we want to enable with Dumble. Really fundamentally, we want to enable businesses to truly innovate, not just update the tech stack, but actually innovate on how they do business and what sort of business they can even do. But without the right technology, such an undertaking is a huge upfront investment. So we want to give them a route into that innovation that goes via sort of rapid prototyping, sort of cheap, cheap pilots, cheap and quick pilots, but a, a path that takes you all the way into production. And um cloud cloud hosting like Project Double, which you mentioned, um, are certainly part of that. It. So it's really good um to hear that um that that's working. On the other side, uh, you mentioned a little bit about sort of the switching back and forth between sort of the Dumble world and the sort of the upstream application world and that the sort of it's it's still not sort of completely Completely smooth to integrate a sort of a Daml application into an overall solution, Um, and I I absolutely accept that. But this is very much where we're currently trying to trying to improve more and more. It's really our sort of our our midterm vision to make to make the the development experience between the Daml smart contracts and the upstream application as seamless as possible. And the example you mentioned about, for example, putting putting data into a query real, the query real database, um, you know, we, we've had experiment, experimental components that do that out of the box, and we'll almost certainly revisit that, that topic. So over time, um, I think you'll find that more and more day-to-day development tasks will feel more integrated into the development experience, and you'll have less less context switching involved. Now, on the, on the involvement side, there's, of course, plenty of opportunity to involve, and it depends how deeply you want to go into it. The, the easiest thing, and probably the, sort of the, the first thing you should do, uh, is to join the Dammel forums on discuss.dammel.com. You can post there about things you build, ask questions, discuss features or lack thereof, uh, give feedback, uh, and really just get to know the people um, that are building Dammel and using Dammel. The next thing you can do is to just get the word out, you know, talk about Daml at a meetup or run a small workshop for your colleagues or something like that, or just tell your friends about it. And if you really want to do something like an event or a meetup, we can help you with that as well. We can can give you some materials or suggestions for the sort of thing that, that one could present there. Then sort of the next step up, I would say, if you really want to give back to the community, you could think about doing things like creating tutorials or examples. You know, you're all, you're all quite experienced Daml developers. I think uh, I, I think it was uh, Lionel who said, you've been doing it for three years now. So tell people about what you learned, sort of the difficulties you had learning it and how you overcame that or, or show them examples. And lastly, Uh, like every software ecosystem, there's always space for more integrations, right? And that plays into the sort of the the tasks you mentioned, you know, getting, getting your data into a queryable database, for example. You know, you can think about building API bindings for your favorite language or an integration into an application framework. I mentioned Java Spring earlier, for example. Or you could think about a data connector into a database, into a workflow automation tool or a CRM or ERP system or something like that, right? So really develop the boundary of the ecosystem to to just make it a richer space which can do more things with less work.
0: That's great. Thank you. And, th- and thank you, Bernard, for, for taking the time out for, um, to come and uh, speak with us today. It's been a real pleasure. And thank you to the rest of the, the GFT uh, to, to the GFT team. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you all. And um, for everybody listening in at home, uh, thank you for listening in and tune in to the next episode of Your Immutable Future from from GFT.